Well, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we come together this Palm Sunday to celebrate Jesus' entry into Jerusalem, the beginning of this week of the passion of our Lord. He's passionate about our salvation, isn't he? So much so that he would give himself over into death for the sacrifice of our sins, descending into hell to proclaim victory there, and to rise from the dead again and bring us into the kingdom of the Father, the Son that he loves as inheritors with Christ Jesus. This is a a welcome home kind of celebration for Jesus. Home to this holy city called Jerusalem on this Palm Sunday. It was the city designated by God in the Old Testament as the place where his, his spirit, his presence would dwell in the temple. First in the tabernacle, then in the temple, Solomon's temple. And now as Jesus enters into Jerusalem, what we call Herod's temple. It's still under construction. And in fact, it wouldn't be constructed until Jesus ascended into heaven. Soon to be destroyed then in 70 AD by the Romans. But now Jesus rides in home to this holy city of Jerusalem on this day we call Palm Sunday. And here's what we hear. In Matthew chapter 29, or 21, verse 9. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted. We heard this earlier. We say it again. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And they took their cloaks and they laid them on the ground for Jesus as he was riding on the donkey to pass over. They took palm branches cut them from the trees and waved them and provided shade and, 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 and air conditioning, so to speak, as they fanned him as he went by. They waved them in adoration and praise to their king who was coming home. Have you ever had a welcome home uh, celebration like that? Coming home after being gone for a long time is a, a, a special blessing in life. To be welcomed home by, by loved ones, in that warm embrace of, of people who care for us, who are glad to see us and want us to be with them, who recognize who we are in their family, a husband, a mother, a, a son, a daughter, a, a child of theirs, to be welcomed back home into that embrace of a relationship. That's what Jesus is experiencing today by his people, the people of Israel, these crowds who were gathered there with palm branches waving in exaltation to the Lord, these crowds, like you and me, called into a relationship with our saving God, expressing themselves, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of David, and blessed, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. What do these crowds look like, though? Who were these people? Well, they were the Israelites, God's chosen people. They were sojourners from all different lands coming to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And the crowds gathered and recognized who this was. This was Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth. These people who were living frightened and scared under the the oppression of a Roman Empire. People who were ill and diseased, the lame, gathering there on the side of the road. Maybe Jesus would heal them today. 
They were the people who were the outcasts of society, the quarantined, maybe not alone in a home, but quarantined in social distancing who were not accepted by the general crowds. They were people who were alone and longing to be known in a relationship with this one whom they recognized was the son of David. People like you and me, like a hungry world longing for good news. People who have been given the privilege, even as we hear from our Lenten parable, in Matthew chapter 25, these people, we are servants of the Master. And Jesus says, it's going to be like a man, a Master, who owns everything. From the very beginning, it's been his. And he gives it to his servants, entrusting his estate, all that he has, everything, his wealth, to his servants. He gives it to them. And he goes on a long journey, and then he comes home. And we've been talking this Lenten season about what a privilege it is for us to, to be given the opportunity to manage life and all of its resources as we see ourselves in this parable. As we see ourselves as those servants that the master has entrusted everything to. What a privilege it is for us to know that we've been called to manage the very relationship that God has given to us in Christ the Lord. This, this relationship of faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, we manage that faith to the glory of the Lord as he's working within us saved by grace through faith for him that we manage all of life and its resources the the clothes we wear the relationships we enjoy the income the home everything our health everything right we manage for his glory the fruit of the spirit that enables him to be known through us and our witness into the world and those those gifts of the Holy Spirit that are used particularly to build up the body of Christ. We've been called to manage this of the Lord God for his kingdom. And those skills and gifts and abilities that we've been able to hone over time. Maybe some of them that we were born with, with some uh, natural ability. Uh, education has helped us to, to uh, gather in, in more knowledge of these skills. These are used for the good of, of people and the glory of God and his kingdom. This is the privilege that we've been given to manage life and all of its resources. And so we stand with those crowds along the road to Jerusalem, raising our voices with them, Hosanna, Hosanna to the Son of David. What a privilege, right? Oh, my friends, even if we're not together, what a privilege it is to be gathered this way be, via live streaming to celebrate the good news that we know. The privilege to proclaim the praises of the one who is acknowledged to be our Lord, our Savior. The one in whom we'll have a relationship unto eternity. This is Jesus. There's, real, there's some real significance to what the crowds were shouting. What, what we join with in the crowds shouting today. Hosanna to the son of David is that first phrase that the crowds were lifting up. There's real significance in that as we say it ourselves. In the Hebrew, Hosanna is that acknowledgement of who it's said to is the one that saves. Hosanna means saves. 
And so as the crowds were shouting out, Hosanna, they were looking to the one, Jesus on that donkey, as their Savior. And they were exclaiming that in the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises by adding this phrase, to the son of David. To the son of David. The one that the prophets would speak about. The one who would come to sit on the throne of his father David would be the one whom we are expecting as the Savior, HaMashiach, the Messiah. And so to, to join in the privilege of that phrase with those people along the road, to lay cloaks and palms and hearts and faith before this one, to exclaim, Hosanna to the Son of David, is to exclaim, Jesus, you are the one who saves. You are the one who fulfills the Old Testament prophecies. You alone are the Messiah, and you alone are worthy to sit on the throne of your father, David. We, as God's people, express this praise as a privilege of being people called into the kingdom. And so we hear these crowds welcoming their master home. Jesus tells us in this parable, chapter 25, that after a long time, the master of those servants returned and he settled accounts with them. Jesus is returning home. And they're welcoming him with shouts of praise and adoration. Most often, we hear this parable expressed in the end of the church cycle year, usually around November when our thoughts are turned to the second advent of Jesus, his return again one day that we're still anticipating. But this is the first advent of Jesus, when he was born as a child in Bethlehem, lived among us as a man, and now the people are welcoming him home. Master, you have returned. Do they really know what they're saying? Do we really know what we're saying? These people along the road to Jerusalem were welcoming Jesus back, their master, and this master was going to settle accounts with them. Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the son of David. Settle accounts with us, Lord. Really? Is that what we want? Do they really know? Do we really know in the way in which he's coming to settle accounts here on Palm Sunday or one day when he returns? Because when he comes to settle accounts with his people, as he says he will, what will he find? What does he find in his servants? What does he find in us? Faithfulness or apostasy? Does he find in us strength of trust or weakness of heart? Does he find in us a people who have grasped the privilege of what it means to manage the master's wealth. What a privilege this is. And have longed to employ that privilege in their life and living. Or does he find in us squanderers who have cowered in, in fear and mistrust and doubt and hid his blessings instead of using them for his glory? What does he find in you and me? Well, he finds in you and me the same thing he does with the people in the parable and the people of Jerusalem, that we long to be faithful, Lord, unto you. Our hearts long to cry, Hosanna to the Son of David, every single day 
of every moment of every day. But Father, you know our hearts. And our praises so often turn to blasphemy, to ridicule. In fact, in our sinfulness, they even join with those crowds of Jerusalem, crucify Jesus. We don't want to have anything to do with your kingdom and your ways. Our sin speaks that way. And so the one who rides into our midst is that divinely appointed redeemer who comes to settle accounts. How will he do that? How will he settle those accounts? The people cry out, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And what they were expressing there is this one who comes to Jerusalem, who's, who we're welcoming home, is the one who will settle accounts for us as our Redeemer. We have an account to settle with our God. But Jesus, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, will settle that account. For Jesus himself takes upon the debt that we owe, the payment of the penalty of our sin. He takes upon himself our apostasy, our weakness and trust and faith. He takes upon himself our fear and all that disown us from the kingdom of God, and he takes it with him to the very cross of Calvary, there, to pay the price for our sin. Through the sin and failure and mistrust, even come our shouts of praise this Palm Sunday. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is Jesus, our Savior. Friends, the good news that we enjoy this Palm Sunday is that Jesus indeed is welcomed home to settle accounts, to settle the account of our broken, sinful lives unto eternity as he pays the ultimate price that we would be saved, his very blood. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord and gives to us all of the blessings of his kingdom unto eternity. This is where we know today, my friends, this is where we know the word of the Lord that imp impacts us every day in the joy and the blessing of not just Palm Sunday, but of welcoming Jesus into our hearts and lives each day. It's that assurance that we have in our Bible memory verse for this month of April. We're learning it from Lamentations chapter 3. The Lord's compassions never fail. They are new every morning, not just Palm Sunday, not just Easter, every morning. As our hearts proclaim, great is your faithfulness. Three simple phrases for us to memorize this month in April that allow us to exclaim the glories of the Lord. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. What a privilege it is, my friends, to grasp the truth of our salvation by faith, and to employ that in the grace of our God as his people. That last phrase that the people proclaimed, Hosanna in the highest heaven, is our exclamation of welcoming Jesus home again one day. One day, Lord, we will welcome you back again when you make all things new. And in the meantime, we have this incredible privilege 
to grasp the faithfulness in which you've called us to be your managers of all of life and its resources and to employ your praises in that faithful stewarding now to welcome you into our worship, into our witness, into our daily living, into our care for one another and the proclamation of your love for us in our lives today and every day as we anticipate your return, your welcome home again. Hosanna in the highest. A blessed Palm Sunday to you, my friends, as we join in the celebration of our lives bound in God's grace for us in Jesus our Savior. May he know the praises of our hearts as we express the gratitude, the privilege that we've been given to manage life and all of its resources, this faith he's called us into to proclaim Hosanna. Jesus, you're the one who saves. Blessed be the name of the Lord, the Son of David. He is our Redeemer. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Heavenly Father, and the power of the Holy Spirit that gives to us the peace and the steadfastness to walk in his ways now be with us as we enter into this holy week as we celebrate the days coming now until we gather again on Easter for the celebration of the resurrection of our Lord. In Jesus' name, my friends, amen. <clears throat>